if you know someone has gone down the path you want to go down, basically what you want to do is follow them as far as possible down that same path and then dual track them and either pass them or pivot and go slightly off. Don't recreate the wheel, but you can have a different type of wheel and it can be made of something different. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create a propre vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create your life. Create your life. Don't skip your life. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create Your Life family, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Before we get started, I wanted to share some exciting information from our sponsor. We only pick people and companies that we think are awesome to bring onto the show, so please support them. As a podcaster, I've spent hours and hours editing doing show graphics, and much more, and I finally got fed up with losing all of my free time to post-production activities. So I decided to do something about it. And if you are a fellow busy podcaster who would like to just record and have someone else do the dirty work of graphic creation, tagging, and uploading your show to your server, and in-depth SEO-generating show notes, go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series, and I'm your host, Kevin White Brown, and we are back with another episode of the Create Your Life series during these times of quarantine and pivot. And you know I had to bring on a guest that you're very, very familiar with. Is one of our resident contributors, uh, Mr. Eric Fondren. Eric, please say hello to the Create Your Life series fam. How's it going, CYL fam? How y'all doing? Good to be back. Yeah, definitely glad to have you back, man. It's been a while and, you know, we got to get into these CEO talks, man, and really talk about how the quarantine has been changing things and helping us to either evolve or actually, you know, we can stay with just has been helping us to evolve and get better. So, yes, let's jump right in, man. I feel like quarantine and pivot has been a story of my life. You know what I mean? (laughs) How about for you? You go into the lab, disappear from the world, come back out, try to be a little better. Yeah, a lot better. So I think one of the funny things for me is I was already pseudo living a quarantine type of lifestyle. <laughs> right. so, you left the country for a little bit. Yes, I left the country for a bit. But also I kind of operated in a silo, right, where mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily out being super social and, you know, going to somebody's office with all of these coworkers and things like that. My team is primarily remote. Right. So I spent a lot of time with myself and I'm very comfortable with my company and things like that. So I low key feel like I was ahead of the curve when this situation actually happened. I feel you. Yeah, I was home with the family trying to get that situated. And I was already working remotely for a while because we were doing some pivots with internally within my main company at the moment. And I'm spending a lot of time at home already. But listen, official quarantine is serious. It's <laughs> when you don't have the option to leave, right? it's a little harder, a little bit harder. 
Nah, definitely. I will say that, you know, was a huge adjustment is just not having the option. And then you decided what day you were going to go into the grocery store. And Uh I remember I was walking down the aisle and this guy was walking down the aisle. He saw me and literally turned around and went to another aisle. Because he was like, look, I don't know what you got, you know, as far right. as growing uh-huh. So, I mean, it's definitely, it's a different life, but I think it's definitely in alignment kind of with what was already my ways of being. So very, very right. interesting time and aspect of being an entrepreneur. So for you, what do you feel like, how has this quarantine affected your business overall? So my main business is a digital advertising business, digital out of home, so outdoors. And so immediately, almost all the ad spend that was coming through my network dried up Mm -hmm. almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Like in March, it was just drips. So there was just a necessary look at the business, like how can we handle this? Obviously, had a number of governmental programs that came through that we were able to access. But ultimately, you're looking at the long term, the longevity, and there's some real belief in terms of what's next. In terms of of a venture capital-based business, you need to look at exit and what's the long-term strategy. And so we're looking at trying to find an acquirer right now instead of continuing to try and grow the company to even larger scale. It's already at a pretty massive scale now. The Mm -hmm. next step is to really try to find an acquisition partner, someone to buy the company so I can move on. I've been with Itelio for, man, since 2012. I was first Mm part-time, then full-time, then COO, then effectively CTO, now I'm CEO. And it's just like, I've done a lot with the business. I've learned a lot with the business, but you know, honestly, it's about time for that next gig. So with my official, I've been having to figure out what's the wrap up story for it. But with Mm -hmm. my unofficials and my other endeavors, I'm trying to catch up. I'm out here, got my hands in so many baskets. We can kind of touch on that. But I kind of wanted to ask you in this official period, Mm -hmm. what is the biggest lesson that you have learned either because you're in quarantine or because you've been trying to pivot? Mm, That's a good question. I think for me, I might even go back a little bit further. Number one, I actually saw you through your progression from being that part-time worker to going to, you know, CTO full-time and then becoming CEO. So I've saw your evolution within the company that you're currently at, man. And I want to say kudos to you for that. Uh, for staying the course, you know what I mean? And I've seen you grow. I've watched you study things and become a different type of leader on your journey, which I definitely applaud and am happy to be able to have witnessed. I think for me, Quarantine has actually increased. Yeah, things are moving a bit faster. You know, like if Create Your Life family was listening to episode, I believe, 173, you heard about how this last year has been for me. And to be here now, you see things are actually moving rather well. Like we keep getting inquiries from clients and things like that. And what my goal Mm -hmm. with Podcast Laundry has been to make sure that we're a very, very good production house. Like we do quality work at an affordable price, but also that we stay boutique style. Like for Podcast Laundry, you actually have to apply to become a client. Right, it's not cookie cutter. Yeah, we're not cookie cutter and we're not a wheelhouse. So quarantine has really helped me to be able to become laser focused. I would say that I I probably wasn't as committed as I should have been prior, but this really gave me the time to really sit down and say, okay, what's working? What's not working? And what are your goals and your plans for real? Well, you know what? In terms of like figuring out what's working and what's not working, I feel like Mm -hmm. quarantine, especially with some of my other businesses. So you were working on podcast laundry. I was working on a business called Bankable Business Blueprint. Mm -hmm. And I think we both figured out that the product should be catered to the client. And if you don't know exactly who the client should be, 
you can't build a good company around it, right? Like, so your clientele has evolved or your ideal clientele, the idea of it has been refined over the last couple of months, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. In so many different ways. Right. And you and I have these conversations all the time. Right. We're on the phone like almost daily. But I definitely had to redefine. And there's also some other options that we have coming in for a different type of clientele. But Mm -hmm. definitely understanding who it is that we're directing and that we're trying to go for. Understanding the margins that we desire to have. And it makes a huge difference because, again, you know, even with the application process, we are not just taking on anybody. Just because you have a podcast doesn't mean that we're a good fit for each other. And some of that had to come through trial and well, no, I don't know if we had a lot of trial and error because the people who sign up with us actually stay on board because of our customer service. You know, right. that's one of the big things that really separates us is let's say you have a podcast, you have an issue with distribution with one of the major networks, Spotify or Stitcher or any one of these networks, these distribution channels we will literally get on the phone with those people and do the email mm-hmm. correspondence in order to make sure that things that everything's taken care of. So we lift that headache and make sure that we manage the process all the way through for you. There's only a certain type of clientele that's willing to pay for that. And there's only a certain type of clientele that has the patience for that. Because I think that's the other thing too is- As a client, are you ready? Right. (laughs) And the other thing is we always talk about hiring and firing employees. I will fire a client. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. Say it again. (laughs) I will fire a client. Let me tell you something. If I'm working on your business because of your own bottlenecks more than I am of you know mm-hmm. my other clients, and I'm taking time away from them, and that might mean that the quality of service that we offer, it takes a hit for everybody else, mm-hmm. then we might need to rethink what your options are. Now, we won't just drop you like a bad habit. You know There can be conversations and things like that. But at the end of the day, a part of our application process and our vetting process is really understanding who you are and we actually care about our client shows as well right like right. our success is tied to your success we are we're not going to let you put out rushed work right well there's that and but also we might say you know what i don't know if you and your show are a good fit for what it is that we're doing right like you said you know some people they want to rush they want to record a day before and hand it to you 24 hours and say hey you know we need this at this time and it's not realistic because we're managing multiple, multiple shows. So we have a great onboarding process. We have a great customer experience. And I'm not saying this because I think so. I'm saying it because this is what our clients say. It's feedback. You got yeah. the feedback loop going. Absolutely. And we're always open to feedback. And that's what I feel like has made a difference. And some of our business has really been word of mouth. Right. And that's because we keep a high quality standard and easy system. And you can touch us. Yeah. I liken it to someone who sells t-shirts online, drop mm-hmm. ship the customer, you pick mm-hmm. a size and the difference between that and a tailor-made suit, right? You got to go in, you got to work with someone. They got to know your body, you know, your body of work and build you something custom. And not everybody mm-hmm. is looking for that level of service or even needs that level of service. With Bankable Business Blueprint, we had built a digital course that kind of spanned the gambit of different entrepreneur types, people that hadn't started, people that had started, people that wanted to raise capital, people that had tangible products, digital products. And after about three months of mining the customer data, as well as putting the work into doing an actual full run through of the course with clients, Mm -hmm. I realized that it was too convoluted. I needed one type of client and I needed one type of client business product to attach to that client so I could make money consistently and develop a a reoccurring process around it. So actually Bankable Business Blueprint has evolved into Six Figure Follows Mm -hmm. and it is more you need to have a product ready and built right now. 
You need to have mm -hmm. a website where you're already selling right now. You need to mm -hmm. already have some level of traction with your customers right now because Six Figure Follows is about ramping up your sales, helping you get to a consistent revenue basis and profit margin on a monthly basis. And that could set you up for uh, capital raising in the future. Because that's kind of where my wheelhouse is. It is ultimately, I don't want to help people build the product, even though I have experience there. I want to help mm -hmm. people go from just product development to sales, to consistent managed sales process. And then from there, you have a business that's actually investable, that's actually bankable. So it kind of closes the loop on what bankable business blueprint was supposed to be. Got you. So, Eric, just in like one or two sentences, explain to the listeners what Six Figure Follows is quickly. Like you described the process that you take right. us through, but we don't have no idea what Six Figure Follows actually does. Six Figure Follows is a automatic sales engine system. It helps online brands, entrepreneurs with digital brands, as well as social media influencers take their online presence and monetize it on a regular basis. So we build you or help you build an automatic sales engine so you can turn your online presence into consistent sales on a regular basis. Just to dumb it down, if you have 10,000 followers, which one of your followers are likely to be a customer? Six Figure Follows will help you identify that. If they are a customer, how will you consistently communicate with them so they can purchase from you again and again and again? Six Figure Follows helps you with that. And then ultimately, how can you do this over and over without posting all of the time? Why post all day when you can make money all day? That's kind of the six-figure follows system in a box. Wow, Create Your Life family. I hope that you are really enjoying this episode. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors and let you know that our sponsors are giving special offers just for you. If you are a fellow busy podcaster who just wants to record and spend the rest of your time doing what you love, like working out at the gym with family and friends or traveling, use code CYLS for a discount on services when you go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. I like that. Why post all day when you can make money all day. So I think for me, when you say that, one of the things that we've really been doing is just ramping up our social media presence. Uh -huh. In ramping up our social media presence, we've joined a couple of different like collectives and groups. One thing that we see that as an area of opportunity is online digital products. Right. And so we're actually looking at a different competitor because right now, Podcast Laundry is a high ticket item. Right. It's a premium right. service. But there are new podcasters and indie podcasters who may not necessarily have the budget to afford our services or who may not qualify to be with us at the moment, right? Because uh -huh. things can change. And so with that, we're looking at ways to still service our podcast community and people who are doing the work of podcasting and being great in their own spaces. So right. we're looking at a couple of different ways to still be of service, but that's a different clientele and a different customer that we're going after. Different price point, different customer, different clientele, different through process in terms of the customer experience. Yeah. So as we were onboarding new clients for PL, Podcast Laundry, we essentially had that system well oiled already. Right. So in a bit, it'll be time to branch out and do some other things that right. still services the same industry, but a different clientele. And I think that it's important to even know to distinguish between those two things, right? Like they're going to be two different types of customers and they're going to have two different types of experience. Right. And they're going to expect something different. You don't necessarily have to be hands-on with this latter clientele that you're talking about, mm -hmm. but that system needs to be just as oiled. I'm working with a hair company right now mm -hmm. and they have 
great hair extensions. They have great customer testimonials. They have reoccurring customer sales, but they've kind of hit a plateau in terms of word of mouth marketing. So they decided to go directly into content marketing. How do we put on a bunch of posts, get new followers, turn those followers into customers? Mm -hmm. All of that is very tedious and time consuming. If there's not a plan of action, content marketing works, but content marketing should follow your sales plan, not the other way around. You should have a sales plan that's 12 month long. It should have very specific tactics and strategies that you're going to employ. And then at each, what, 30, 90 day cycle, your content marketing evolves based on the sales strategy. But if you are just throwing content out there, someone happens to buy, how do you know where they bought from, why they bought, and you're just throwing stuff at the wall. So ultimately, when you're really ramping up your digital product sales for new podcasters trying to get into the market, you want to make sure you understand your entire sales process so that you can remove those bottlenecks for potential customers. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is, is when I really have to get to planning and doing things, I have to literally go back to paper and pen. Yeah, me too. I have to illustrate it. I think that part of that's like the designer in me, but I literally have to like start drawing the way that this stuff looks either by pen or pad or whiteboard and marker. It literally has to become an illustration. At least the first few steps. And then I can drop it into an Excel spreadsheet or something, but I have to pen and paper. Something about that translation from Mm -hmm. your thoughts directly into paper that just makes it a little bit more concrete, a little bit more finite as opposed to typing it in. No, definitely. And I think another thing for me that I've been able to see and that I've paid attention to just a bit kind of like as a way to stay motivated is actually started to look at my competitors and Mm -hmm. engage with them and see what it is that they're up to. Right. Mm -hmm. Just really doing that research and kind of staying abreast of what's going on. And it seems to be Mm -hmm. very fruitful in what it is that we're doing and in our experience as a company. Right. What are you seeing in your competitors? that you want to emulate? What are you seeing out there with your competitors? Well, what I'm seeing, number one, is I'm seeing the consistency, right? I'm watching a lot of them. I don't know that we have the same resumes, right? Right. So I'm seeing a bunch of people, like I'm seeing people who are starting, I'm seeing people who are veterans in it. I see other production houses, but you know, like our shows have a pedigree to them as well, right? Like we've got like a few- Some big names and some heavy hitters. Right. And they do too. So I'm seeing consistency as the biggest thing. I like some of the designs that I see from them. I'm not necessarily inside of their company. So I think I'm just seeing the consistency and I'm seeing the ways that they're going about things. Like some of them are more person-based, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. And I go back and forth about that for myself, right? You mean in like involving your personal brand in the business? Yeah. Is that what you mean by personalized? Yeah, that's what I mean by personalized. Some of my competitors are like name-based. Right. Or it's the name of their podcast and then they're offering these additional services. And I right. think it depends on what your goals are, right? Like mm-hmm. our goal is to provide high quality service at mm-hmm. a great price on a consistent basis for heavy hitter clients. Mm-hmm. Right. And with that being said, I think that if it was the Kevin Brown production company, I feel like that would be limiting versus it being a brand that is a Uh company with like podcast laundry and even Uh all the way down to the exclusivity of it. Right. You literally have to apply in order to become a client for us. Most places it's kind of like, hey, you know what? Sign up here and you can send us over your files and we'll do X, Y and Z. Ours is like prices are on the website. If you would like to have a conversation, you can give us a call. We can set up a Uh time. It's that type of process where it's like we're looking to service a certain type of clientele. And I think that with my competitors, I've seen it a couple of times with some guys out of L.A. and a couple of others. I will say this too. 
we're not the big dogs here, mm-hmm. right? There's some companies that are producing a lot more than we are, things like that. And so we respect everybody in the industry. We just have a certain way of going about doing things. And there's a certain type of experience that we want to offer. And so we're really, really focused on staying true to that. What about for you? What are you seeing in your competitors? How is that helping you to pivot or what do you like? What do you want to emulate? You know, it's interesting. Again, I told you at the beginning, I have a number of different companies that I'm working with. Six Figure Follows is one of my personal brands that I'm building up. And it's another like boutique type business. I realized that I'm going to do it hands-on with a number of clients at a high ticket price, people that are ready to receive this type of work. And then I'm going to turn it into a digital product and sell that to the market for people that want to do it on their own. And that, again, is going to be its own automatic sales engine, right? I just got to run the system. People will go through the funnel. They'll purchase it. in, go through the course after that. It's hands off after it. That's where I'm trying to get six figure follows too, so that it's its own revenue generating machine without me putting in too much work outside of turning ads on and off. The other businesses, digital products is out there, right? There are a number of people that are doing it. I see a number of individuals that have been very successful at it. And I realize that not only does the product itself have to be of high ticket value, but you do have to build a full team around it. You got to have a content person. You got to have a brand person. You got to have an advertising person. You got to have affiliates selling the product for you. So I'm not necessarily looking to scale to their level on this Mm -hmm. product because it's number three in my bucket of businesses. The other businesses that I work with, I have one called Ampcar, which if Mm -hmm. you remember maybe in earlier episodes, used to be called Autobully. Yeah, I remember Autobully. And it's basically a repair management firm, right? You have your financial advisor, you have your life insurance advisor, your estate planning advisor. Autobully Ampcar is your auto repair advisor. So whenever you are going to the repair shop, basically you have your repair shop call Ampcar instead of calling you. They handle the pricing, they handle all the work for you and ensure that you're not getting ripped off. That business has very few competitors in market, but there's an industry built around it. And so it's disruptive to a certain degree. And so I like appreciate the way you're thinking about your competitors because many times, especially new entrepreneurs, we'll go out there and we'll try to like fly under the radar. And many of us will almost be scared to look at a competitor or we'll mm-hmm. say, no, they're not doing what I'm doing. I'm so special. I'm so different. But you haven't even done the research. You haven't even looked. You don't even know whether or not someone is doing exactly what you're doing because you're scared to see real competition. And real competition means someone doing the exact same thing as you at potentially higher quality and lower prices. That's real competition. So hey, it's scary. That's scary. It's intimidating. It scary. I remember I called you a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh man, look, this is crazy. <laughs> right? We had to have a whole discussion about it. But that person was doing something different, but we were going after two different types of clientele. But right. the thing about it was I welcomed the competition, right? And I right. thought it was interesting and I was excited for the person or for the company because I was like, yo man, like this is a great way of doing things. And right. so, but I'll say this though, understanding the competition being willing to jump in anyway and acknowledging the competition is something that I had to learn over time. Because like you said, usually you're like, oh, you know what? I'm different from this company because we do blah, 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 blah. And then in reality, you know, that company might be doing things a certain way because they've trialed an error. They've been in the game a little bit longer than you right. understand what works and right. what's not. And so you really have to be cognizant of those things 
in order to, to why recreate the wheel i think the question is why recreate the wheel if you know right. someone has gone down the path you want to go down basically what you want to do is follow them as far as possible down that same path and then dual track them and either pass them or pivot and go slightly mm -hmm. off path where you're going into disruptive angle but if they have cleared all the obstacles and figure out all the best practices then you should be doing exactly what they're doing basically make them your mentor for as yeah. long as possible and so you can beat them at their own game I think another way of even saying what you said is, is don't recreate the will, but you can mm -hmm. have a different type of will and it can be made of something different. Right, 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 right. right. And so I think that's spot on, but you have to be paying attention to what's happening in your industry that's and right. reaching out, you know, partnerships and things like that, you know, to people are ways you cannot overvalue or undervalue testimonials, right? Oh man, that's so, called social proof. If you do not have right. testimonials on your product, you are limiting your sales reach because literally it's, and I've been doing this for my clients. I've been doing it for my businesses as well. Basically what happens is someone shows up on your website and they're looking for reasons to buy from you. If they're mm -hmm. still on your website, then they're just right. looking for a reason to buy from you. Otherwise, they'd exit. So right. you have to give that to them. First, you give them credibility. So maybe you throw them some high-level brands. Then you give them stories so they understand that you can solve the problem that they have. And then you give them social proof, which means that someone else has used this product and is happy with the services. And those come in the form of testimonials. And I've noticed there's a, a gentleman, Evan Firestone. I may be getting his first name wrong, but mm -hmm. I know his last name is Firestone. He's been working with a brand called Boom by Cindy. And this gentleman, he'll run advertisements and make a million dollars in a couple weeks or something like that, just because his advertisement system is so large. Now, mind you, he's got ad spend out the wazoo. He'll double his money, but he's spending a lot of money to get there. Right. The burn rate. Exactly. So ultimately, he's working on a platform where he is helping people build quality video testimonials. And you can turn these into advertisements. And the big thing about them is that it is regular people on a selfie camera talking about using the product, talking about why they love it. And then that literally is the advertisement. So no fancy production, no fancy models. People nowadays buy because of authenticity and relatability. That's why right. they love personal brands. That's why you can sell so much just because someone is relating to you as a person whose face is on top of the brand because authenticity is what people connect with nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. There's plenty of people out there that are running crazy YouTube channels and people are just throwing the money on Patreon just because they connect with them. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That authenticity, it makes a huge difference. So you're here, you've looked at the competition, you know who your client base is. Where do you plan on moving forward in the future? Because here in New York, I think we just officially hit phase two of reopening. Yeah. Well, I think to continue to run the company, we're going to take on at this point, maybe about five more new clients. That's the goal. Right. I know some people will say, oh, why would you cap it? This, that, and the third. And it's because we're looking at some other types of outlets in order to bring in income. Right. Well, we want to have a certain number of shows that we service really, really well. So what does that look like? That just looks like us really buckling down, securing new clientele, of course, continuing to do great work. And then I love working remotely. And my team, they love what they do. You know, I have people who are really enthusiastic about what they're doing. They get paid every single Friday. So I don't think that they complain at all. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> they know one thing, you know, I'm going to do this work for PL and my check is going to clear and I enjoy it. Communication is we have a virtual camaraderie and community where everybody can embrace each other and the communication is just consistent. We're knocking out projects, man. 
left and right, left and right. And I have a solid team and I'm very, very thankful for that. So the plan is to continue to increase the number of clients that we're serving and continue to be remote. That's what I got right now. How about for you? How you plan on moving forward in the future? What's your pivot looking like? So right now I am refining a couple of different business models. So Amcar was basically in the lab for a long time, mm-hmm. but now in the last two weeks or so, we've had an exponential growth in clientele. The revenue has jumped drastically in terms of how many dollars are flowing through the company. We've really ironed out the onboarding process and the transition process. So a customer that comes in who needs a one-time repair, we transition them into a subscription customer. So the next point is to continue to grow that customer base and transition them into subscription customers. With Six Figure Follows, I have a couple of new clients coming in the door. So I'm just trying to onboard them. Again, that is something that's basically added on revenue, added income. I don't want it to overwhelm myself with that because it's a hands-on process. And in the meantime, I'm turning into a digital product so it can run on its own automatically. And then, as I said in the beginning, I'm looking to transition out of Itelio with an acquisition. So that's in the works right now. And there's a few other things that I got on the books as well. You know, I, <laughs> I got my hands on so many different things. I got a um, company called GPF Holdings. It's a bit of an accelerator for tech startups. And we just had a new company. It's an online business. So all those are in the works. I'm just trying to increase revenue on all fronts. That is the current piece. And that means optimizing my customer service channels and my customer funnels. So we'll see what it's like at the end of July, at the end of Q2, or at the end mm-hmm. of June, actually. Man, Q2 is about to end. Yeah, Q2. Wow. It's over. over, over. <laughs> it's basically wow. over a couple of days. Well, I'll say another thing for us is I'm excited for us to really move into digital products because I'm very curious about what that landscape looks like. Uh, for us. And I'm really excited about ramping up Create Your Life more and Uh really coming out with some quality content and getting back on the horse with that, getting back on board. So, so yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Eric, man, thank you so much, bro. It's been really good uh, chatting with you here on uh, this episode of the Create Your Life series, Quarantine and Pivot. Sounds good. Appreciate you having me on. No doubt. So Create Your Life family, thank you for listening to this episode of the Create Your Life series. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and share with everyone you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to info at cyoseries.com. The Create Your Life series is produced by Podcast Laundry and executive produced by me, your host, Kevin White Brown. This episode was brought to you by PodcastLaundry.com. I love Podcast Laundry. It provides a real solution to free up my time. And time is the only resource that we cannot get back. Podcast Laundry was created with love to help other fellow busy podcasters free up time so that they could do more of what they love, whether that's traveling, time with friends and family, or working on other ventures. If you want to free up your time, then have Podcast Laundry do the dirty work of note-taking, graphic creation, editing, show tagging, and uploading for you. Go to PodcastLaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. And remember to use code CYLS. That's PodcastLaundry.com or call 347-871-8273.